a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. It's the latest local news on your schedule whenever you want it. This is the St. Louis All Local from KMOX. Today is Monday, October 2nd. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. This just in. Charges filed to get today against the escaped inmate from Potosi who spent a day late last month evading authorities around the city. 45-year-old Tommy Boyd slipped away from state prison guards at Mercy Hospital South on September 21st. He was located in the parking lot of Deerberg's in Shrewsbury. He faces charges of escaping, stealing, and unlawful possession of a firearm because he admitted picking up a sleeping guard's weapon before deciding against taking it. Also, a former Lyft rideshare driver pleaded guilty today to kidnapping and raping a young woman who had called for a ride home from a bachelorette party downtown in June 2019. The less than five mile ride took 50 minutes. 57-year-old Larry Donnell Ward faces sentencing October 3rd. Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore in a statement says this case is a modern urban nightmare. A KMOX follow-up. Layoffs are beginning at Granite City's U.S. Steel Plant. United Steel Worker Local 1899 Vice President Craig Mickey says nearly 300 have been laid off in this first wave. As far as this week goes, be the first week that we saw any impacts as far as layoffs. And 267 folks that have been laid off for this week, roughly. U.S. Steel temporarily idled the blast furnace on September 18th. Mickey adds more layoffs are expected later this month. Are video games that have a payout, illegal gaming, or just fun with a financial benefit? A judge will consider that question this week. The machines look like slot machines, but they reveal ahead of time if you'll win. The Missouri Independent reports a supplier of the games and a convenience store have sued the Missouri State Highway Patrol for crackdowns, calling it harassment. The patrol has seized games, alleging they're illegal gambling devices. The Missouri Gaming Association has filed a counterclaim, also accusing the game supplier of loss of business for regulated gaming interests like casinos. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. St. Louis lands a hockey championship series. Let's go live to Matt Pauley for the details. Michael, the American Collegiate Hockey Association already is familiar with St. Louis. They're the governing body for non-varsity collegiate hockey. They have announced that their championships will be held in St. Louis in 2025, 2027, and 2028. There is an option year in 2026. They had already been scheduled to uh, have it in St. Louis in 2024. The uh, Centene Community Ice Center will be the home for it. That is the practice facility for the St. Louis Blues. Thank you, Matt. We could learn more later this hour about what, if any, progress the Detention Facilities Oversight Board makes in getting information on recent deaths in the City Justice Center. Over the weekend, another detainee, a 44-year-old man, died after experiencing a medical emergency. This marks the 10th death in two years, but three of those just in the last three months. Oversight Board Chairman Reverend Darrell Gray tells KMOX he has extended invitations to several people, including Interim Public Safety Director Charles Coyle and Jail Commissioner Jennifer Clemens Abdullah, to attend a Zoom meeting this evening. According to the agenda, a commander in SLMPD's Internal Affairs Division is supposed to talk on the best practices for investigations. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. New legislation to fight the growing homeless crisis in St. Louis announced by Alderwoman Alicia Saunier today. Among the bills includes legislation to repeal bans in some wards on designated spaces for homeless encampments. Alderwoman Saunier says the city needs to remove barriers to the existence of these camps. Designated spaces for tents that will have mobile showers, toilets, and hand-washing stations. If we don't create places for our unhoused to go, then they will create it for themselves. And it will look like what it, what it looks like outside of City Hall. 
Other planned legislation would replace the plat and petition process in an effort to make it easier to open homeless shelters across the city. Zonier said that they do not know yet where the planned designated spaces for homeless camps would go or if City Hall would be included. Sean Malone, KMOX News. It started with just one tent in July. Now the growing tent city by St. Louis City Hall has grown to more than 30 tents. Says Human Services Director Adam Pearson, during the day, some go to work. Others hang out across the street at Pelker Park. Uh, some individuals don't have too much to do, and so they hang out there. There has been um, some drug use, some medical issues on the property. I think there have been over 40 or 50 calls for service to the area, and so that's something that we're paying very close attention to. Pearson believes everybody, his department, the mayor's office, the aldermanic president are all on the same page when it comes to dealing with the situation moving forward. The KMOX business desk... The cannabis company Tilray expanded its position in the craft beer industry, completing the acquisition of eight beer brands from Anheuser-Busch that had been announced over the summer. Included in the deal are well-known labels like Shock Top, Breckenridge Brewery, Blue Point Brewing Company, Ten Barrel Brewing Company, Red Hook Brewery, Widmer Brothers Brewing, Square Miles, Cider Brew Company, and Highball Energy. As the news continues on KMOX, in the midst of the UAW strike and the continuing remaking of the auto industry, KMOX recently took a look at the former Chrysler plant in Fenton. What's happened with that site? Let's take a look at North County now and talk with Hazelwood's economic development point person, David Leeser. Uh, David, what's going on with the former Ford site in Hazelwood? I think it's a great question. It all goes into partnerships, and we had a very great partnership with a development company called Panatoni. Uh, they took over the development, the former Ford plant site at 270 and Lindbergh uh, back in about 2008. And from that point on, uh, they've had multiple million dollars of development. Matter of fact, they have just completed all of the development at uh, Aviator Business Park. That's what it's, it's named today is Aviator Business Park. And so they've expanded uh, to a, a variety and differentiation of, of industries in the region, uh, including uh, Rivian and, and Amazon and a number of different companies. So again, it's one of those things where we took a lemon and made lemonade out of it. And through Panatoni's partnership and investment through the city of Hazelwood's partnership with them, the region has benefited off of that. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, the uses of uh, this site, uh, the, some of the different uh, tenants that are there? Did I hear you say Rivian? Yes, Rivian has a holding center there at, uh, at Aviator Business Park. Uh, it's a 186-acre infill development. Uh, they have a number of different uh, companies, like International Foods is there, uh, Silgen Plastics is there, so it's rail-served. It, it's really a great asset uh, for companies because of its uh, proximity to, again, to Lindbergh and 270. Uh, it's primarily a logistics warehousing facility. Uh, again, that's why Rivian is there, because of logistics, uh, holdings, holding centers, and the like. But it, it has been just a, a great benefit for uh, not only Hazelwood and North County, but the entire region. There's, uh, there's got to be something poetic uh, talking about uh, the former Ford site now partly occupied by Rivian. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of those things, again, as I said, when life make, gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And it was not an easy process by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Ford did hurt. Uh, as any uh, community would be hurt by a major manufacturer like that. But we just kind of uh, rolled up our sleeves and found partners, and that's the key to all this is finding partners and creating an atmosphere that's pro-business, uh, that's pro-investment, and pro-jobs, and that's what we, what we did here. And in terms of the, the jobs in this area, do you know if um, 
has it backfilled? You know, yeah, a, I mean, the number of jobs it's there? not one. Yeah, it's. I, I don't have the exact numbers. It's not the the. Um, not one company will make up what we lost in Ford. No, no doubt about it. But I think when you total up everything that we've done, both in Aviator, and what our ad- other additional investments in business parks, such as Park 370, Hazelwood Tradeport, and what you are about to see that's going to take place at the former Mills Mall, which is now called Hazelwood Business Park, um, we have been able to infill those jobs, and not only that, but expand our industrial base for again the Hazelwood um, region, not, not just the city of Hazelwood, but all of our entire region. What is your advice? Because uh, there are a lot of other parts of the region that also have, um, you know, sites that uh, had previous uses that they're, they're trying to reimagine. Um, we, we've just talked about Jamestown Mall, for instance, but there are plenty of them. What's your advice? Especially you mentioned the mills as well. This isn't uh, the first time that you've done this and you've got more ahead of you. Uh, what advice do you have? Uh, three words, partnerships, partnerships, partnerships. If you take a look at the, the, the success that we've had here, it's partnerships with key developers, North Point Development, uh, um, uh, Panatoni, the State of Missouri, Department of Economic Development, uh, St. Louis County, St. Louis Partnership. Uh, so it's just, uh, the, and the development community in, in the greater St. Louis metropolitan area, the, 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 the uh, industrial commercial realtors has, have been a major asset to us. So it's forming those partnerships and getting the people together to make sure that we all are pulling together on this. About a year ago, we heard that there were some uh, financial issues um, with the city of Hazelwood and, and some services were in, in jeopardy. What's the latest with the financial health of the city in light of all this? Currently, the city is in, is in very good shape right now. Uh, we are, Our budgets are looking good. Uh, the biggest issue that we're working on right now uh, is we are working with members of the Robertson Fire District, their board of directors, to uh, to offset the, the issues that we've been having with them uh, regarding uh, annualized payments to them. Uh, the, the thing that we find very positive is the fact that with the new uh, Robertson Fire District board, they are truly working with us to allevi- help us alleviate our problems, but also we are understanding that we don't want to put them in financial jeopardy either. So we continue to talk with them. Uh, we're trying to find a legislative solution for this for this issue. Uh, right now, um, the financial state of the city of Hazelwood is in, is in good shape long term. Uh, without a solution uh, from the Robertson Fire District, it will be much more difficult for us. But again, we are working together, and we, we hope it, uh, we can find a solution to this in the very near future. Well, David, thank you so much for uh, being so generous with your time and uh, getting us up to date on all this stuff. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate the, the, the opportunity to speak about Hazelwood and our region. It is Hazelwood's David Leeser talking about what's happened to the former Ford St. Louis assembly plant that used to make Ford Explorers now. Rivian, the electric truck maker, is one of the tenants. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us for the St. Louis All Local. Just search your favorite podcast app and subscribe to stay up to date.